We had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. What we are very proud of now is that we penetrate the cabinets. Seriously, I'm, I'm making a serious point. I don't know what half of them are protesting against. We've still got Fauci walking around free. The man should be in irons in the darkest pit. As much as he touts that he cares about it, he doesn't. This is our revolution. It's not theirs. Don't let them take it from you. Don't let them convince you that it's their revolution when in fact it's not. It's ours. And we will have it. It is Monday, the 12th day of September, the year of our Lord, 2022. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. How are you today, Ned? Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, obviously, there's a few things going on in the UK. Oh, just a few. But, uh, just a few. Yeah, just we, a we've few. got a lot to get your take on today. We're, we're looking forward to that. Bruce, how are you? <laughs> Healthy and alive. Yeah. Fantastic, as always. Okay, let's, uh, let's start with you, Ned. Mm -hmm. Obviously, the number one story is the passing of Her Majesty, Queen Elizabeth II. She died at 96 years old. We got Marty's take on it on Friday. Uh, <laughs> and now's your time to... I've, I mean, I've got some audio of um, some of the things that uh, the Charles I mean, said today. And I mean, we'll, we'll play oh, some of don't, that. Don't, don't. That's, it's going to be uh, the upheaval or people showing what metal they haven't got, what spines they haven't got, or you just got to wait and see what the fallout is. But personally, she's better off. And it wasn't, I mean, it was a foregone conclusion once Philip went that she wasn't going to be around for too long. Things within the royal family have changed over the years. Personally, if you look into the history of the British monarchy, anyone that's been put in the position or is given the position of the Prince of Wales has had a bit of a coloured history, you could say, has been a very eccentric or strange or twisted individual. He definitely suits the thing of eccentric. He is a product of what the monarchy could be in one direction or whatever, but the shining light was Queen Elizabeth. This country has only really done brilliantly in extreme times under a queen, if you think about it. I miss her. I'm happy for her because she she would have been under so much psychological pressure in the last few years, seeing the last of it go down. Because as much as some people will say, yeah, Andrew, selfish, selfish little shit. He is a self-indulgent little arse. Always has been. Charlie, he has had his positive points, but he's always been a bit of a eco-warrior himself or whatever people want to call him. Some call him a tree hugger, everything. But he's he's become myopic in his own way. And he's like a lot of people that sort of stand alone with their own real ideals and want their own singular ideals to come to light, if you know what I mean. Like, well, you could say the Bill Gates and the Soruses or whatever. Those individuals, he is, an, in, he has become that way. Whether he fundamentally has some good under it all or some good intentions, the good intentions, there's, there's a saying that the road to hell is paved with good intentions, yeah? And there's a lot of them there. Some people might believe that um, Phil the Greek, awesome individual. A lot of people, a lot of people haven't met a lot of the family or haven't had repercussions from them. Two incidences in my life proved to me what Andrew was like, and I will keep them to myself. Um, well, off air anyway. Um, I'm not going to say things. Phil and Queen Elizabeth, they, as man and wife, have had their own rucks like everybody else. They've had their disagreements. But they supported each other, and he was the stanchion between her and the rest of the idiots. He never wanted to be king. He wasn't bitter about it. He was actually quite an amusing and forthright person, and he has. I mean, he used to, um, uh, you could say, represent one of the big universities in Britain, Cambridge. Yeah, and he was he is an intelligent bloke, but he was very forthright, and so was she a very intelligent person, but she also had a kindness and she thought of her people and he uh, stood his, by her. Just a quick question on that, just so I'm clear. Now that you mentioned that, his title was Duke of Cambridge, wasn't it? Duke of Edinburgh. Edinburgh, sorry. My, yeah. I thought it was Cambridge for some reason, but no, it, it no, triggered, no. You don't it have triggered dukes. in me you when don't you have said that. Du you don't have dukes, you have chancellors and things like that in there. But although he and I believe one of her sons will probably take that position or grandchildren, should I say, um, but it's neither here nor there. 
Uh, they were speaking a of they were a speaking couple. of positions, speak just on that point. Speaking of positions, um, Charles has just moved William and Kate into his old position. They are to become the Prince and Princess of Wales. I think he's having a bit of a laugh. One might think, yeah, so, yeah, no, no, it's it's a title there. But as much as anything else, the honesty of it all was uh, Queen Elizabeth did not want her son to take the kingship to such a degree. She lived on and held that because she knew that he was made of different stuff to her. That's understanding your son. And that's also beholden to the country and the people. He's made of different stuff. And I don't think, well, he might come up to it, but I, I doubt it very much. He, he has, his ideals are different. They don't have a sense of the way he's spoken within the business world and with reference to what his ideals are, they do not represent as much as anything else, his country and his people. And that is something you have to do because you don't, to be a monarch doesn't mean you own the people. You have a responsibility to them too. And well, we'll see. We'll see. But it is sad, but I'm not sad for her because she lost somebody close to her that, and it wasn't going to be forever after that. Yeah. Uh, this is what Char Charles gave his address to the nation, his first address to the nation uh, just a little while ago. Uh, and here's some clips of that. This is him speaking on the uh, the Queen herself on how she uh, inspired so many people. The affection, admiration, and respect she inspired became the hallmark of her reign. And as every member of my family can testify, she combined these qualities with warmth, humor, and an unerring ability always to see the best in people. I pay tribute to my mother's memory, and I honor her life of service. I know that her death brings great sadness to so many of you, and I share that sense of loss beyond measure with you all. Oh, there you go. Oh, I his... say to that. Yeah, he should. He should feel lost. He's her son. Yeah, uh, he uh, he also had a uh, a message to send out to the people that he would say to his mother if he could. To my darling mama, as you begin your last great journey to join my dear late papa, I want simply to say this: thank you, thank you for your love and devotion to our family and to the family of nations you have served so diligently all these years. May flights of angels sing thee to thy rest. Thank you is not enough because if she hadn't been there, I think the monarchy would have been dissolved a long time ago. That's a good point. I, I, I guess I hadn't considered that. Yeah, it wouldn't have because, because of if you look back at them and how they have stood up as public figures anywhere in the world, who stands out as worth anything? Fair question. She's, um, I mean, a lot of people will, uh, the, the, the biggest problem with people are they'll be those going, yeah, but they've got lots of money and this and whatever. She was 21 when she stood up and made her first speech to say that what duty was and what she was taking on. And in this country, people moan about, oh, you've got to work for 40 years for a pension. How old is she? 96. She didn't stop working until she died. I did hear that up in like even up until a few years ago, she was still doing like 13, 14 hour days doing she what, you know, her businesses, whatever, whatever that was. She was still doing. She's them. Still, yeah, but she still meets people. She is the best yeah. diplomat we've ever had. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I mean. She was still like um, queening or <laughs> for lack of a better term here. She was still what doing statesman things. Yeah, she was still doing I know the common. I know, I know the countries have got their independence and everything. But what links with them would there be? It, it would have, and it might yet dissolve. Yeah, the I Canadians mean, that would have been that that would have uh, been like that would have been disastrous. New Zealand, Australia, like all of it, it would have crumbled. And I tell you what, I feel sorry for those people because who, what leaders they've got now? Oh, they're not, disgrace! They're, 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 disgrace. I mean, they actually, actually, a good point is to all the New Zealanders, Australians, Canadians, and everyone like that. Yeah. Put them up against the loyalty, the duty of Queen Elizabeth, and just think who's standing in front of you and telling you, telling you what you have to do, and it is manipulating your country and your people. And if they don't come up to standard, f them off because you should have had enough by now. Sorry, you can bleep that one out. 
Yeah, interesting thing you 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 pointed out there. Twenty one. Uh, how many twenty one year olds do you know nowadays? Have, have the could... backbone to do that. Yeah, exactly. Me, but not many others. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think I might have been able to, given the situation. But no, I don't know, mate. I wouldn't not even know. I was in the services when I was twenty one, but that is a lot to take on. To actually say, my life has changed and I would really like to go down the pub, but I better step up and look after the whole country. Big, big move. There's there's also an element of they've been, uh, I know this is uh, considered a, a, a negative word nowadays, but groomed for the position. Like they've they've gone through extra look, training, grooming, if you will. Look, grooming is, is, it's like we live in weaponized words, the world of weaponized words, yeah? Grooming. You groom a horse, you groom anything. All grooming means is you prepare somebody for what you either want them to do or what they need to do or whatever. It's just been twisted into a nasty sideline. The English language gets so used and abused by mostly by political and religious points of view. And that's not just politicians. A political point of view is if you belong to a specific party, whether it's Sexual, gender, sporty, whatever, it is still a political point of view. And you get fashionable points of view that come out from management schools and things like that, where you, you listen to them make speeches and they say the same line or the same word, you know, and then that will die out. And then somebody will come up with another, you know, cute little saying that will get somebody's attention that's got the IQ of a ferret that's cut its own head off. You know, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, there you go. I can't imagine a ferret that's cut its own head off, actually, do you, Tris? I won't go down that road. <laughs> well, oh, yeah, I could I could create a, a Nazi laboratory. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You could, you could go to work for Anthony Fauci. <laughs> yeah. um, 17 days of mourning, uh, Charles has declared after the, uh, the state funeral. So it's it's going to be a state funeral now. Uh, I can't imagine they're going to put that off for too long. Uh, I, I would imagine they're going to get that organized and, and done pretty quickly. And then... Can I ask what what is the purpose of the days of mourning? Forgive my ignorance, but what what is the purpose of that? The the national mourning well, after? I I I've I've never understood it. I mean, it's it's it, you'd have people in this country that'd give it that days of mourning. That's fine. They can get on with it, and they'll be saying, oh, "I wonder how many holidays we're going to get out of this." And you'll get other people that will represent it in their own other different types of point of view. Personally, I will celebrate a life. Yeah, it's like that's what. You, if you normally go to a funeral and you have a wake, what they call a wake afterwards, you can either, you have a choice of two things. You can either go there and go, oh God, you know, really, really, uh, and, and speak from why we have to take the guilt of the dead on, or you celebrate them and you raise a glass and you talk about their life and the good they've done. And that is what it's meant to be. You should celebrate the people, whatever. If you don't want to celebrate them, you shouldn't even bother being there. Really? Because if you've gone to a funeral and you don't like them, what was the point of being there? You go to a funeral, it's a representation followed by a celebration of what you thought of that person. Unless, hey, you never know. It seems to be the in thing with the generations of nowadays where let's go and have a protest because that's the only way they know how to voice themselves because they're self-indulgent, expectant I'm entitled to everything, people. Yeah, the spoiled kids, you know, the ones like the Extinction Rebellion, Animal Rebellion, which we'll get into all that uh, here shortly. Uh, I mean, but we're wanting to stay on topic here. This is I, I'm just throw, throwing some footage up here behind me of uh, uh, some of the uh, ceremonies that were that are going on around the UK today. <laughs> I, I just I mean, they used to um, like on the ships. You can imagine what the upper deck of a ship is like because it's metal. Yeah. Used to have to. You know what a helicoil is? It's just like a, literally like a coil. And because it's like everywhere, because somebody in the dockyard, if it's come out from a reef, it would have resealed the top of it so it's got a, a grit on it or something like that so you don't slip on a lot of the flight decks and things like that. And, of course, the holes which had the threads in that you'd bolt these temporary guns to if you're going to do a salute, whether you went to a foreign country and there was somebody there that, you know, in, in a South American country or an African country that because the Queen would have a 21 salute, they want a 48 gun salute or something because they're better. But um, and but you'd go in there and you'd then have to re-helicoil the damn things and put them on and hopefully they don't jump out or jump and jump out when you set them off. <laughs> and yeah, 
It's very interesting. But no, yeah, make a lot of noise. But if you're going to, do it from the heart. Don't do it because it's expected, you know? You know, these these guys right here, um, something familiar about these fellas. I'm not quite sure what it is. I can't quite put I my finger you on killed, it. Right I, thought killed, I thought you killed them once. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bunch of red coats. Yeah, I know. I know. But no, I I hate, I seriously hate hypocrisy and the world's full of it. And the amount of people that will, i tell you what, there was something that made me cringe. And I was saying it to Martin today. I said, I don't put the TV on very often, but I thought I'd put it on this morning, see what's happening. And there was people saying, oh, the Queen, she was very upstanding and this and that. And she always had something nice to say. And they showed a clip. And there's this butler walking into this, in, into like Buck House, walking down the red carpet with um, a teapot and a nice tea cozy on top and two cups and put it down at a table. And who do you think was sitting opposite the Queen? It was Paddington Bear. You're joking me. Yeah. No, you're not kidding me. It was Paddington Bear because they did a sketch on the film or whatever from a film, yeah. But that made Zalansky. me it for one reason. Uh, that made me it. He, he didn't do the voiceover that because he did the voiceover from elsewhere in the world. Right. But that made me itch because there are only three people you can associate with Paddington Bear voiceovers. One's a girl that does the Japanese voiceover. One's a British male that does, obviously, Paddington Bear films and Zelensky. And that made me itch because of my understanding of Zelensky's history and stuff like that. And I just went and I nearly saw red because that could either be someone's openly misunderstanding or someone's little bit of political spite. Because Paddington Bear in that clip picked the teapot up and drank out the spout and then put it down and there was nothing left for the Queen sort of thing. It was a bit of humour and she was being humorous, whatever. But Exactly. You understood exactly where I was coming from. Sure. Because sure. It, to me, that was a political message and a shit one. Because that little Ukrainian puppet really annoys me because he gets paid so much. He's made so much money out of it. His country is so crooked. And what did they do the other day? They got him to open the stock exchange from a distance, didn't they? Yeah. Pressed the button. Yeah, he opened the stock exchange on New York Yeah, stock so he could get some more money coming over. Yeah. yeah, and well wishes or whatever. I mean, it, 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 he's also it's weighed so in obviously. on the U.S. midterms, on the midterm elections. He was, he's actually he really? weighed in on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, uh, uh, "I've got the clip. We can play that if we uh, if we get to it." No, uh, but no, this no, is, no, no. Unless unless he, he's got a hat with a marmalade sandwich under it. No, no, he, he doesn't. Uh, but this is uh, so this is Charles. Sense. Yeah, yeah. This is a, just a snippet of uh, the American coverage of uh, Charles going back to Buckingham Palace. Uh, Keir Simmons is just a f steps away, in fact, from where we're watching King Charles III shake hands uh, with the crowd there that is gathered outside Buckingham Palace. Keir, what's it like there? Well, as uh, the king's car arrived and he stepped out, people just began to run across to try and uh, be close to him, to see him obviously too late. Those folks that you see shaking his hands and exchanging words with him, they are people who have been waiting all morning in order to see him like this. This is an opportunity for him to really set the tone for his kingship, if you like. And what he is trying to do here is to ensure that he is seen as a king of the people is he going to be a king of the people he can only show them lines of what he does not shaking hands and saying things it is what you do and we will see he will see what he does i mean i'm not holding out anything but i'm not going to tar him until he's done whatever you know what they like they say giving a, a person enough rope and i'll hang themselves so well i'll wait and see i will leave it there i'm not gonna say anything more he's stepped into it let's see if he can actually do something for the people and we'll see, see how it goes. That also goes with um, the WF puppet we've got in Parliament. We'll see how that goes as well. Oh, yeah, Liz Truss, yeah. Do you want to switch over to the energy crisis? Do, do you want to do some talk Energy about crisis? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. What energy crisis? Yeah. Is there anybody left in the Russian energy world or are they all been assassinated <laughs> well the last one that was uh, uh that was taken care of he was a very ill man he, he was very ill um he yeah he was he was very ill he was in the hospital and he just fell out of a six-story window he was very ill yeah um, yeah, yeah no. he was just so given an Ill. award as well wasn't he 
He was, yeah, so yeah, ill. He, he, he was just given it. Yeah, he was just yeah. given an award by Putin, and then he went out the top window. Yeah, I do have a clip here. This is from uh, looks like Good Morning Britain. This is not Jeremy Vine. I do apologize. This is not Jeremy Vine. This is not even Dr. Hillary Jones. So I'm sorry, you're not going to hear anything about vaccines. You mean I'm not going to cringe and laugh at them? No, no. Well, <laughs> I I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it for you. But this is. Um, Edwina Curie, I think is her name. I, I'm not sure. Uh, Edwina. Was, yeah. Edwina Curry. Yeah. Oh my yeah, God. That takes yeah, me yeah. back to the um, salmonella scare about the eggs. And then she went from there to oh, yes. some she other is the one. thing. Yep. She yes. is the one. She was telling everybody, just don't worry about not being able to afford your energy bills because she has a solution for you. Here's one of my suggestions for a, a, a tip, something that's dirt cheap. Martin knows about this sort of thing. If you put some of this behind your radiators, it really works. It makes the whole room nice and warm, and it means that you can turn down your thermostat without it causing you any more discomfort. I mean, you know, Martin, Susanna, most people my age have lived in houses without central heating, but we are dependent on it now. And just that kind of little thing makes such a difference. Uh, moving the sofa away from the radiator. You don't want to be heating the sofa. You want to be heating the room. And that's why they put most of the radiators when they build the buildings now in front of the windows. Uh, also, Ned, below the I, windows. I think, I think you're I think you're just I used to, to do that. I yeah, used but to what do you're that. doing? And all, yeah, I, with, no, with the old, I, I it used to be a reflecting thing, so it reflected away from the wall back at the radiator. Yeah. Now, see, if you if you take this that she's suggesting here, and you couple that with the new kettle, the kettle, or, don't yeah, say exactly. the kettle, the kettle. Yeah. If you take that, so that basically, with the if you, the thing is, she's probably got shares in a company that makes that <laughs> the know? foil. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, and so foil will cost you how much, and you make a saving. Might be another ten pound a year. It'd be well worth it, you know. It might cost you about 50 quid. But yeah, we could do that each year, just in case it wears out. Keep Dwina Curry in comfort. But yeah, it's just pure old nonsense, really. You shouldn't have to struggle to keep your house warm. In fact, um, you know they're subsidizing the energy companies anyway, don't you? Oh, the I heard it's paying. I heard they capped it, yeah. But they capped it after no, the no, price no, had already doubled. They, they, also do, they also do something else. What else did they if do? If everybody will find that they've got a letter from their energy company, every household is being subsidized by 400 pounds, 400 pounds between the, 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 up to the end of March. So it's 66 pounds for the first two months. And then the next four months is 67 pounds each. And the government, uh, the energy company letter will say, um, you don't have to pay this back at all or whatever. This is what the government is giving them per household. So pay, so the, Energy companies are getting £400 per household out the government anyway. So that's a nice win-win for somebody, isn't it? And then you talk about the cap, which is 2500 But She never made it quite clear whether that was for a certain level of bills paid by a certain level of people. What happens if people have an existing normal bill of over that a year? Does it get reduced? I wouldn't have thought so, would you? So I think there's a bit of the small print that's missing out there. And that's got to come out in the wash. I don't think you'll hear the end of it until I think it will formally be issued by the 1st of October. So I'm just leaving it open till then. Yeah. If, if you don't get it sorted by then, are you going to have to do one of those phone in to uh, to uh, Philip Schofield's uh, show to get a spin on the wheel to see if they'll pay your energy bills? No, me? I'm going to go cut the neighbor's trees down and get my own little store going. I was just curious. I know you did see that. I know. Yeah, I know. I know where you're coming from. Yes, yes. I mean, that's ridiculous. They're just jumping on the bandwagon. It's just another. They have got everybody running in all directions to get money from here. That okay? One person that might benefit or not benefit from a win. There'll be thousands of people that have put their hands in their pockets to get a win, whether it's a a, a lottery ticket or a um. Uh, a lottery card, uh, oh yeah, your radio shows, all your telly shows. People pay in on their mobiles daily for these, and it's tens of thousands of people, and they're making a profit. They're not doing it for you. They found a way for you to actually pay in, and they will give a substantial money out to a winner a day. But is it you're, you're, you're going to be one in whatever. If you do say one, two, say if you do 10 of these damn things a week, you're doing loads of them a month, that's, 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 uh, it adds up. It's a lot of money. So it's, it's a lot of money going out and you're subsidizing whoever else. It's your choice. 
I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying, yeah, that's your choice. But that is choice. I haven't got a problem with that. That is what the world is made for, choice. But understand the position you could put, be putting yourself in or not. Because, yeah, your choice. If you, you mess up, it's your choice. But with choice comes responsibility. Simple. You say it is your choice whether or not you, you mess up. Or if you if you mess up, it is your choice that puts you there in the first place that caused you to mess up. Okay, I understand that. Well, no, no. I'm talking what? about if they want to buy a ticket or if they want to eat every day on one yeah. of these telephone things. Well, what if you... Okay, if you you mean if you're in an extreme position where you're already broke, destitute, in debt, whatever, and you you really in a mindset where this is the only thing that can save me, it's not going to save you. Well, they tell you to do all of these things, go through all of these hoops to uh, to uh, adapt and be part of the new economy, and you won't have to worry about these things. That, that's what they say to us: is well, if you just do this, you're not going to have to worry about that. The petrol prices they're too high. Go buy an electric car. Uh, if, if you have no, I'm serious. That's what they say. If you don't yeah, have your electricity, later, on, there's an energy crisis. Exactly. You can't, if you don't have, well, yeah, but now they're going to use this as an excuse to say, oh, well, um, the reason we don't have enough energy is because we don't have wind and solar. I mean, that, that's what they say. But listen to this. There was a study that was done by a professor out of Harvard University. And we talked about this last week, but you haven't been on since uh, we we mentioned this. So just to satisfy the government contracts, okay, just the contracts, that's not including the consumer demand and, and everything else. That's not even considering anything off to the side. That's just mm -hmm. what they have set aside. We would need this amount in each one of these materials. Okay, now, mind you, 40 of the CEOs across Europe not just one country, but across the entire continent of Europe, 40 CEOs of non-ferrous metal companies wrote a letter, penned a letter just the other day to the European Union and the EU Commission telling them, stop this deindustrialization immediately or we are going to go under and we will not come back, as in we will disappear. So if you don't have non-ferrous metal manufacturers, you're not going to have any, any kind of green revolution. I mean, they're the, they're the ones that process the, uh, the raw ore that comes in. It gets refined and then goes out to the rest of the supply chain. But this is what we would need just to satisfy the government contracts. We would need 14 times more nickel. We would need 14 times more aluminum or aluminium. We would need 13 times more phosphorus, 13 times more iron, 10 times more copper, 10 times more graphite, 9 times more lithium, 3 times more cobalt, and 3 times more manganese. We would need what we know of that actually exists Plus all of this other. So they're expecting to dig it up somewhere and... Somewhere. Like, well, yeah, well, like we haven't even discovered any of this. But then once they've blatantly used it up, manufacturing something that gives you less than 5% generation and, well, God knows what the carbon footprint is just to generate the actual... And the waste. <laughs> and the waste. <laughs> the waste that... Uh, it, My God. I was looking at yeah, like no, by 2030, no, it, by 2030, the amount of batteries from these electric cars that we're selling now, the amount oh, yeah, of lithium don't. batteries. You've got a, you, you oh got a mountain of batteries. The first decade of battery waste is a small island, I'm afraid. It, it's immense. It, it's absolutely immense. And the trouble is that sort of shit. You see, people think, yeah, you can just bung it in the ground. No, you just don't bung things in the ground. You've got seepage. You've got everything else. You've got stuff. This is toxic. This is a toxic island. And think of it. When you start thinking about this earth as a living entity that actually reacts one way or another or what he's done it, on a bigger, simplistic scale, like I said, everybody's like a bucket of chemicals. Whatever you eat, whatever you do to yourself or take medicine, whatever, is adding a chemical which creates a reaction in that bucket, which is you, of chemicals. Therefore, there's going to be a reaction, whether it re, re gets a balance, but you know, with the earth, you put an island of toxic waste in it on top of what you've already done. It's ridiculous. You're, it's, it's like you're killing, you, you're killing something that actually gave birth to everything, which was the platform for you. I mean, where do you take responsibility for that? The business structure, the business world, the people that want to make money are putting a knife in their mother's back just to make money and they will blame the people for it. And that's all they've done. And they'll restructure everything after they've blamed you for it. Say, well, we've got to put it right this way. And there'll be another load of toxic hazards. They just don't know how to do things cleanly. They don't know how to do things without making profit. Because that's all they're doing, profit. 
when you do something for nothing, no profit, that's when you're getting closer to doing the right thing. And you won't get them to do that because they don't understand that. And yeah, reflect back on beauty, reflect back on loyalty. Monarchy for Britain, humanity, the world as a whole. Think of your own duty, think of your own responsibility. Some people might say it's a load of philosophical bunk or whatever. But yeah, people can do things. People can actually work it out because the only way you're going to climb out of this is global bloody reset and everything else that people are trying to push which is going and you are going to pay the price because you're going to see a lot of deaths you're going to see a lot of people falling over and the only thing is if if you have people governments you have referendums you actually take part in what's happening within your own country and that allowance is made because instead of those individuals that say they're running it for you because they're not i'm i'm curious the uh list of 40 executives that penned the letter yeah when was that letter written do you do you know uh two days ago and uh how have we seen the governments you know how you know because you know after after we have 40 different companies 40 different ceos say you're going to collapse uh much of our infrastructure for non-ferrous metals let me you're going to collapse it. it so did they did, did how those did they react governments yeah, did they, you know, cut back on some of their policies? Did they, or did they say, oh, we're right on track then? Yeah, they, they went right ahead to say, um, we're going to have to ration energy now because of, uh, because of Putin. This is the actual head. I've got the head of the letter right here. Uh, it says, to the president of the European Commission, Ursula von der Leyen, president of the European Parliament, Robert uh, Metasola, president of the European Council, Charles Michael. And they also copied executive vice presidents, uh, Franz Timmermans. Okay, I'm not going to go down through all these because there's there's like 30 of them in there. And they also tagged the uh, the European Commissioner for Energy. And they said the reasoning is Europe's non-ferrous metal producers call for emergency EU action to prevent permanent deindustrialization from spiraling electricity and gas prices. Dear Miss President von der Leyen, like she gives a damn. Dear Miss President uh, Metasola and dear Mr. President Michael. Ahead of Friday's emergency summit, the business leaders of Europe's non-ferrous metal industry are writing together to raise the alarm about Europe's worst energy crisis and its existential threat to our future. Our sector has already been forced to make unprecedented curtailments over the last 12 months. We are deeply concerned that the winter ahead could deliver a decisive blow to many of our operations, and we call on EU and member state leaders to take emergency actions to preserve their strategic electricity-intensive industries and to prevent permanent job losses. Well, that's the escalation they want. Even so, if you look at it, they can then use that as a self-justification for a, a different move in the way of industry and what they how they want to restructure it and everything that is open for a total bastardization oh, by that yeah, yeah. By, by the wicked witch of the west in, in the eu that she should be able one bucket of water should be able to see her off she should melt i mean i'm sorry she's horrible these 40 executives my next question would be what is their involvement in the world economic forum there you because go because this yeah. feels like exactly as you said and this is an escalation move. yes yeah. because now they've handed them this and said look we're we're in another crisis you know mm -hmm. and it's it's dangling before the people we have another crisis on hand we we and need the people are going to have to put up with whatever else is coming the further escalation to keep the industry alive and make sure the people have jobs only that yeah we think alike but we'll wait and see they do make a listing. Know. Yeah, yeah. They do make a mention. I'm looking at the actual paper. Uh, they do make a mention in here. They say many metals are now imported. This is from you know making reference to why they're writing. They say many metals are now imported from China and elsewhere. Chinese production is 2.5 times more carbon intensive than European zinc production. Three times more in the case of aluminum or aluminium, and 3.8 more for silicon. We estimate that Europe's replacement imports of aluminum have already added 6 to 12 million tons of CO2 this year. CO2. Yes, net zero, CCS, greenwashing is bollocks. I've had enough. It is just a political roundabout. And that carbon footprint, well, we talked about it the other day. It was just incredible. Do you think that these politicians know what net zero means? It depends whether you look at it from the standpoint of a company, the standpoint of a political position, or actually what it actually means. 
<laughs> because every one of those will have a bureaucratic underlying small print of their own way to justify yeah. them being able to use it publicly. Yeah. yeah. They can't they can't use net zero. Like their carbon footprint is there. It's like what we talked about. Uh, the BP oil company, this doesn't include after people have bought our fuel, this doesn't include the fuel we buy from others. This doesn't include this, that, and whatever. Yes, you could you could juggle any numbers. You could juggle data until, as long as they've written it, they say, well, it must be true. But no, they make it up as they go along. Indeed, they do. This is a member of the Australian parliament asking whoever, like the, the climate minister or something, I, I don't know who she is, uh, but she's asking her, what exactly net zero means? Would the minister please explain in, to the Australian people and I what net zero emissions actually means in layman's terms? Thank you, Senator Hanson. Minister. Uh, I'm not sure how to explain it other than to say it means net zero. There's this. I mean, um, you know, I think, and 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 I understand that the senator. It's one of those situations. I I I, I will I'll think through if I can uh, provide a, 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 an explanation to make it clearer than that. But to me, the words net zero are quite clear. Uh, I think we all Order. understand what net emissions Order. means. Um, uh, well, see, it's clear. It, it's clear. Net zero means net zero. Yeah, but the, you know why they put net? They call it net zero. If you think of your money, you think of gross and net, don't you? Well, there's a difference between gross and net, correct? Net zero is the end product. So if you think of it, if you think of gross zero is what carbon is emitted due to the manufacturing of it, the creation of this and everything that goes into putting this product there, they then say, well, that's net zero because it's not emitting anything. As long as they say net zero, they haven't incorporated everything that's part of its creation, which could be hellish. Yeah. So I don't like the word net. It, it sort of identifies what's at the end, like your electric car. They've put it in a bubble and said, there's no emissions. We've got a car in that doesn't, there's no emissions. What about the manufacturing of it? What about the upkeep of it? What, I mean, they can't even run them now in certain places in the world. So they're not allowed to charge the damn thing because it's, grossly inadequate it's actually proved itself quite a sore they don't it's 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 net zero is one of those words it's just proves that the transparency of the whole product isn't there it's just a political point a political endpoint a corporate endpoint that is all it is and she had every right to ask and the person couldn't explain honestly because she said well net zero is this well that's all you know, yes. You can't define a word by using the word in the definition. Well, who created, yeah, this is it. Uh, net zero, as, uh, the, the quickest way, I, that, that is what I'd formulate. I'd associate it with gross and net because the gross is the manufacturing stage and everything that goes into making the product. The net zero is the political end, which isn't the truth. Is that, that is all that can be. It's the small print. It's the horror of it all. It's, it's we're achieving this, that, and whatever, but they're not. They're just hiding things and things are getting i i we talked about quite a while ago tipping points and i'm not sure well we've passed several tipping points in all manner of aspects of life and they've helped it along the way and where kieran is i think they finally reached the one little nastiness that nobody wants nobody wants to say and didn't want to say and it's population reduction and now they're openly saying it and that's their answer and then it's control of what's left. This is a group that is rivaling. Uh, yeah, you'll see here in a second. This is a group that is, uh, well, it's a, I shouldn't say rivaling. It's a sister organization of Extinction Rebellion. You heard about the Extinction Rebellion last week. We were talking about how they got into the houses of Commons. <laughs> and they, yeah, 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 they yeah. glued themselves to the speaker's, speaker's chair. chair. Yeah, yeah. And you didn't want to talk to him because they're a bunch of spoiled, rotten brats and, you know, they just didn't deserve an airtime. Well, this is animal rebellion. Okay. These are the people that go into places like uh, they were in Harrods a few weeks ago, dumping out the uh, the liters of milk all over the floor. Milk everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and what does that going do? In, 
uh, it <laughs> actually causes more production to happen because the more orders get placed. They also go into uh, supermarkets around the UK and they will load up all of the uh, animal products such as cheese, butter, uh, of course, milk, yogurt, these types of things. They'll throw it all into shopping trolleys, as Why? you call them. Well, and right, have they got to do that? Well, they're, they're, because if you get animal products, that's murder. This is animal rebellion. They're out in front hang of Hang on, hang on. Hasn't that cow got a life? I know it goes out. I mean, if you think about it, it's a, it's a, it's a good analogy for how the government want people, the yeah. cow and the farmer. Yeah. Uh, the government's the farmer, the cow goes out, eats the grass, comes back in and gets taxed. The milk gets taken away. That's right. And yeah. that's, how they, that's the simplicity how they want their people. The cow has got a life. It is probably quite happy. If you have happy, no, but they're being having nothing. No, no. See, but they're being exploited, so it's not okay. I mean, I, I get your point, but I'd, I'd like the cow to defend itself. Right. The, the, from the the activists, uh, it's humans that are exploiting them. It's humans that are uh, basically enslaving them, mistreating them, so on and so forth. Uh, okay. that, that's their perspective. And either one of those people would like to trade in their four by four, so they can take home a few of these bovine creatures or whatever, and they would go to work in a horse and cart and buggy and give it a new mm, life. No, they, they wouldn't even do that because that's animal exploitation. You can't use animals for any of your food product because it's exploiting the animal. But they're so okay their with mind, eating bugs. It, uh, all well, these, oh, but hang on, hang on. This, this, this creation of life on the planet and all the animals and the uses that they put to and there was a lot of people mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. raised animals and buggies mm -hmm. and it was cleaner and everything. Mm -hmm. Somewhere along the line, if they went horse and carting down the road, they wouldn't be spewing out all this shite out the back. And the manufacturing of, hang on, an animal gets born, it gets naturally fed, comforted, has companionship with a decent human being and everything because they are fairly intelligent creatures, horses and stuff, and there could be a, a, a nice life. They'll just have a nice life with their four by four, I presume. The animal activists, the, the thing is that, that, that many of them aren't even for pets either. If no. you take it to an extreme, they just want all the animals dead so nobody can exploit them. No, they don't want them all dead. They want humans more or less they want humans um, dead. Dead. Because they're exploiting. Yeah. Well, why aren't they committing suicide then? Well, That's they have too, they have work to do. No, see, Ned, you're, you're yeah. misconstruing. <laughs> they, they have work to do. You see, these yeah. are the ones that are out yeah. in front of the, uh, the, they're out in front of Westminster. Now, mind you, put this shoe on the other foot and put this in like, say, oh, I don't know, the, the, well, uh, the COVID. Yeah, well, whatever. Uh, the vegan shoe. Let's put it vegan on the, uh, yeah, let's put it on, let's put that vegan shoe on the other foot. And let's say that Most these are, are vegan nowadays. <laughs> That's true. Let's say that these people that are out in front of uh, Westminster doing this are uh, anti-lockdown protesters. Let's just say that. Take the actions that these spoiled, rotten children are about to do and put that onto the uh, the anti-COVID rallies that you had in London last year at the same place. You know just as well as I do that police would be down there, water cannons full on, batons would be mm -hmm. swinging, and pepper spray would be flying. But yet the police are just standing by as they're spraying down the gates of parliament and in the roadway of just white paint everywhere. And that's not going to really create horrible thing afterwards. No. The, yes, and the, they're sitting there, what, enjoy? The chemicals uh, are going to that, 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 is, that is destruction. Yeah, it's horrible. That's criminal uh, that damaging just, all the way around. Uh, they, 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 yeah. They just cause so, more environmental and, damage. And the only than, reason they're there yeah. is because somebody has gone, either paid for them and said, well, if you get taken in, we'll have you out in 24 hours. And somebody will pay you fine. And if they even get charged, the police are just standing there. Get There's nobody doing nothing. Yeah, that's two negatives. In fact, that is just ridiculous. Can you imagine it? Uh, you take a few generations back that if a parent actually saw their own child doing that. Oh my God. You don't even have to go back a few walked, generations. But, no, but if, they, if they my generation had done there, that. Grabbed them by the ear and said, You're coming home. And by the way, yep. you're going to pay for this to be cleaned up. Yeah. Not only pay for it, you're going to be out there scrubbing yep. it off yourself. Exactly. You're going to be One way it or off. another, if you haven't got the money, you're going to work for it. You're going to be cleaning it. up yourself because yeah, you're destructive to somebody else's property. See, there's no that there's this expectancy. This they're not doing it right. Okay, if it's something you believe in, make a protest. There's nothing wrong with making yourself heard. God knows we're trying to do that. But the right of being heard in the media, in the normal media isn't allowed for 
transparency. There's no transparency in the world media anymore. It, 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 it's controlled. It's horrible. And yet, if, I mean, if you were to voice certain things on certain medias, you'd get kicked off. Yeah, so there's a stranglehold, and yet they can do destructive stuff out there. That, that's not the only that's thing. The, Extinction Rebellion, they, yeah, can but, out they can smash out banks. I mean, how many times have they smashed out like HSBC or Lloyd's Bank this well, year? Well, that's just going to create more anarchy because they want them. They, don't they understand that somewhere along the line, you're going to do that in the wrong area and someone's going to come out and do exactly what the people that are paying you to do that get their wish. Someone's going to go out and smack them or kill them or drag them or do something and there's going to be a ruck. Eventually, it's going to escalate. And that is the only thing that can be wanted to happen because people will crack eventually, or someone will. Be interested to see who the police arrest that one. Yeah, well, yeah, they'll they'll arrest you if you go out there and you you um, interfere interfere with the protests. <laughs> they'll arrest you. Yeah. Uh, another thing, you're talking about the mainstream media and how biased it is. How many mainstream media sources you see out there? touting the same narratives that we were talking about, pointing out the same things that we're pointing out, talking well, about, I don't know, the, you know, the, the, the corruption in government or... It's no, uh, no open two-way conversations anywhere. There is no open two-way conversations. It's all directed in specific directions. It's all manipulated. That, that, is, that is the problem. Um, there is, doesn't seem to be one philanthropist in this world that has got enough money to say, I'm going to create an open platform, open discussion. There's lots being held. There's the court cases about this, that and whatever, but actually no one's actually doing anything for open conversation. I was telling Bruce that, well, what was it yesterday? Was, was it yesterday, Bruce, or was it the day before when I said, we need a podcasting platform? As in like the, the, the ones that are, you know, the independents yeah. like us, we need a podcasting platform where we can get off of, you know, I thank them for hosting us, at least for the time being, uh, Apple, Spotify, and, and, and all these other platforms such as like Amazon, Pandora, and all the rest of it, iHeartRadio. But it's not forever. It is not forever. We're going to need something else somewhere down the line. It's got to happen. I understand they have alternatives to YouTube and things like that, but there is not a podcasting platform. What about the people that have already been banned and the ones that are going to be banned in the coming days and in the weeks and months ahead? Because yeah, as soon loads, as they loads, go... Loads, loads of those people, especially the YouTubers, use YouTube as a platform to actually uh, have, a, have an existence, make a lifestyle. Yeah. They yeah. actually got something back from it and then they were banned. And all the new rules and all the new things that you can say reflects that they were telling the truth in the first place. Yeah. And yet there's no recompense. No. There's no recompense for anything at the moment. No. It's once they got to a point where they had a stranglehold on the market, they slammed the door shut on everybody. Like they, yeah. they, they believe that they're at the, uh, they're at the pinnacle of the, uh, the mountain right now and they, they don't have to uh, play by the rules and give people a say. Oh, they're making it's the their rules. Way the that, they're changing that, the rules. That's it. No, they're changing the rules. It's not, yeah, it's not that they're, along. well, yeah, but it's not like they had the, the, the rules set a certain way as in like the terms and service and people agreed to that as in like the ones that actually read it, people agreed to that ourselves included. You know, we went down through and we read all the terms and service of agreement. We read everything that, I mean, we, we built to Apple standards here because Apple is like the pinnacle of podcasting. And if you build to Apple standards, you're good everywhere else. So we conform to Apple terms and service of agreement. We do. But the problem is, is that now they're just changing the rules of the game. It's like the, what they're doing with the markets. None of what's going on in the, in the financial markets, in the stock markets, none of this is even possible. They're changing the rules of the game as they go along. Yeah. Yep. Well, the, here's the other thing. The thing is, is even if even if they leave the, the TOS the same, even if the rules we agreed to are the same, they don't change. That doesn't matter because they have those rules. They have advertiser rules, which are if you're going to have advertisements on there, well, you have to fit into a more narrow bracket. Now, this isn't this isn't posted somewhere. This isn't somewhere that you can go and read and be like, okay, so if we stay in these guidelines and we're good with advertising, there's no, no reference. They don't, there, yeah. There's no reference point there. And then on top of that, they have community standards. Now, the community standards are also not listed. If they if they watch some of your content or listen to your content and you uh, damage finger quotes uh, the community, then they can ban you for that. So there there is no uh, set grounded standard. They they just show you the ones on the surface, the TOS. 
this will get you banned. But if you spout the wrong narrative, that'll get you banned too. They just don't tell you that in in the and that, you know, and that narrative the changes to yeah, it changes to fit whatever they want. It is their open excuse. Yeah, no, I I, I fully understand it. But yeah, um, and. If you think about it, it's <laughs> it is the double standards like of liberalist U.S. government. I'm afraid because they are just yeah. pure double standards. Yeah. Um, last mean, point. Yeah. Last point here because we're getting close to time. Last point. I just wanted to show you this. I I just wanted to kind of give um, give a little bit of a, a preview, if you will, because I mentioned this to you on the phone earlier today before we hung up. I said two words to you: tri-state city. And oh, God, yeah. when you start digging into this, oh my God, are you going to find? What did I say? What did I say? The connection of three cities, three. Th- uh-huh. It is one one island and two continents. So I said yeah. it'd be the U.S. cross Britain into Europe. Yeah, and that's pretty much uh, what it would be. Uh, I'm not sure where the U.S. factors into this, but I'm sure that they're in there somewhere. Uh, but this is what tri-state city is supposed to look like. We will be discussing this in the weeks and months to come. So you got Ireland, Southern Ireland, actually. Yeah, Southern Ireland, yeah. Tri-State City. Yeah. And if you notice, that just so happens to be in the area where they're needing all of that farmland in the Netherlands because of emissions, you oh, know, the God, nitrogen emissions. Backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, huh. this is this is Mega City 1, is it? So everybody's going to yeah. be shoved into Mega City 1. Well, this each is one of be... these lines, each one of these lines that you see here, these are yeah. to be elevated high-speed rail lines to each major yeah, to each major metropolitan area and everywhere in between the little areas there. Um, those are to be the population centers and you're not allowed to have any human activity outside of that. Why? Because that's sustainable, and then of course you know you got the capital city there in the middle. That's that's tri-state city. Where do you go on holiday too? Have they t- have they put any holidays? Well, you don't. No, you, no, you don't get to go on any holidays uh, because I mean you'll you'll be able to go to maybe a and I'm not even joking. Another like, city. I'm not. I'm not Another trying to city. be maybe, but I'm not even trying to be sarcastic here. I'm not being facetious or anything. They they actually say in these plans, not this specifically, but in like the plans of like Agenda 2030 and 2050, you will only be allowed to go to. Like a park in your town once a year. You'll be lucky if you ever get to go on vacation once or twice in your life. Uh, no, <laughs> because of climate change. <laughs> sorry. Because of climate change. Yeah. They, 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 I'm sorry. This this monkey don't play by that rule. Sorry. Mm-hmm. I, imagine. I imagine. Ned. Ned. How far are you from the coast? As in, if you wanted to pack up and go down and sit on the beach for. I mean, I understand you're in in the UK, but if you wanted to to pack up and go sit on the beach for an afternoon, how far are you away from? The beach where you could do that, as in Sandy Beach. Well, uh, I'm say from where I am, I could go to a hell of a lot of beaches within 30 miles. 30 miles. Okay. So let's say that you would only be given permission to do that once every three and a half years. That's essentially what this is. I was going to swear again. <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, not, I'm oh, not being sarcastic. I, mean, I, t- I, t- I tell you what, I tell you what, we have a bunch of people in this country. Which actually are very mobile, called travelers. Oh yes, some the travelers. Yeah, yeah, the travelers. Diddy Some probably uh-huh. can call them Gypsies, whatever yeah. they want, and they ain't going to stay in one place. They ain't going to stay in one place, and it is just no. You've got, I mean, e- even in Romania, you've got a lot of mobile people that don't stay put. The Romanis, upper Romanis. No, this does not work because of one simple law: common land in this country you have a thing called common land that means it's not owned by any it's people's land and that is your right as a commoner to go there yeah? not, not in the new system my friend not in the new system well, it could, no. It, no it could f- right off and i tell you what there'll yeah. be a lot of upset people and it ain't gonna work well see that's just it i, I and i'm not disagreeing with you there's gonna be a lot of upset people that doesn't and it's not save anything and if they think that's saving the planet i know it doesn't work i understand but they don't care <laughs> that's just it they don't care they, it's, they, they, they don't care it's not it's not they better about get a lot of body bags because there's gonna that, that no, will upset not, that'll no. that'll be the crunch this is be the crunch this is point. not this Will is it? not the new world that they're trying to bring in. This is just the old world that they want to make a comeback. That's it. That's all this is. And it's got some new window dressing to it. I'm not convinced, at least here in the US, I'm not convinced this is going to be the crunch point, at least not here. Because here oh, in the yeah. US, 
uh, people are, let me give you an example. Uh, do you know how much of the U.S. complied with the mass mandates, with the social distancing, with all of a that lot. nonsense that's going a on? Lot. It's uh, in the vicinity of like 80%. It's not here. If they start enacting this stuff, it'll be a slow drip. Uh, you won't be a lot. Eventually, it'll come to the point to where they'll have the social credit system and then they'll enact this kind of stuff then you'll only be allowed to travel within five kilometers because there's a pandemic on hand. There's an energy shortage. There's a climate change. We're in a state of emergency and we have been in the last millennia from 2000 to 3000. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's just oh. going to be one continuous. You know, the people, you, you say that people are going to be upset and they're going to be pissed off. I don't think so. And the reason I don't think so is because uh, it piggybacks on what Bruce said. People don't know about this. They're not being told about this. And if you do talk about that, this is a conspiracy theory. Yeah, they out there. Yeah, what's, it, it, what's the title of it? Holland City in Tri-State no, tri, City Tri-State City is what it's called. Tri-State City. Tri-State City, yeah. Well, that says yeah. Holland City and Tri-State City Network. Well, yeah, this is this is a zoomed-in view, yes. Uh, but the other that's one was the... Epi, yeah, that's a zoomed-in yeah, view the of what this is, is just, but... Yeah, this is just the city. This is just the capital city. But it takes in uh, Belgium, the Netherlands, and part of Germany. And so they've got to ruin all, the, all that farmland and everything. So it's just another negative on a very productive and actually Holland has got a very tidy community. They do. Yeah. And 67% of the land and they're going to wreck it. Private. And yep. this is their pinnacle. If we can wreck Holland, we can wreck anything. Yep. Second yeah, largest is, exporter supposed, of food. Yeah. This is supposed to be, um, what was it? 30 million. I think it was uh, what we read. Yeah, 30 million. Um, 30 million people are supposed to be contained in that little circle there. Well, that's just a drip in the world. This is, is just the, a drip. This is the digital the, stuff. Is, like this is the digital this, world that that they want to create. This is the blueprint. Yeah. This is this is an example of what they're trying to do everywhere. And they're going to have their what the Judge Dread police system take yes. it all. Yes. Yeah. That's going to be partly AI. And to that um, point, to that point, I have a clip that I'd like to play, and this is we're we're going to end here, but I want to play this clip. This is Glenn Beck. And he was commenting on this yesterday. This is what just passed. It just passed. I don't understand how, but it just passed in Canada. Listen to this. Uh, they're building this facility that will be the home to a firearms armory, interrogation rooms. This according to the, the uh, architectural plans, biological labs, media relations offices. I don't even know what this is. Controlled quiet rooms and intelligence facilities. The plans were drawn up by a firm in Winnipeg, and they kind of open a window into what climate enforcement looks like in Canada. Down the hall from the proposed firearms storage rooms are several evidence rooms, interrogation suites with adjacent recording rooms. According to a recently posted Indeed.com ad up in Canada, the ministry is searching to recruit a battalion of climate pollution officers with the uh, name of the group, the Environmental Enforcement Directorate. Doesn't that sound a little communist? Just that? All right. The entire facility is 50,000 square feet. It will hunt, uh, house hundreds of ECCC staff. Um, and the Impact Assessment Act is what gave it power. This passed in the final days of Trudeau's majority government, and it gave sweeping power to ministerial enforcement officers. But nobody knew what that was. It was just in that bill, kind of like, you know, the bill we just passed. Nobody really read it. Nobody knew what it was. The IIA empowers agents of the Ministry of Climate Change to enter premises without a warrant to verify compliance or prevent non-compliance with the Climate Change Act. Trudeau's climate police can enter any location that affects the environment to take photographs, access computer systems and communication devices, and direct any person to put any machinery, vehicle, or equipment in the place, into operation, or shut it down. Or take it all away. Thank you very much. As evidence. And then the evidence will go in the evidence rooms, and the people will go into solitary confinement in the controlled quiet rooms. <laughs> the controlled quiet rooms, really. Solitary confinement. In you go, mate. There you go. 
and we'll interrogate you later and record it for the really twisted people while we'll have all your everything that you own in the evidence room. Thank you very much. That's the end of that one. Who are we picking on next? Yeah, that yeah. sounds about right. Have you have you ever seen the uh, some YouTubers go into like those quiet chambers? Uh, there, there's um, one at one university. I forget what it's called, but the, it, it's basically a room with like foam walls and everything, and uh, they cut out the majority of any background sounds that you would have. So the only things you hear in that room are you. That's it. The, that's what and, they, used to, they used to do that in suspension tanks, didn't they? Yeah, that's basically Brain, what the it brainwashing is. tanks. It, so it, it basically nullifies everything. So yeah. you're you then are open for process. Yeah. And the thing is, is uh, it makes most people go stir crazy. Most people can't handle uh, being in that environment. It, it puts them on edge, uh, most people. And when you watch most YouTubers, they, they go on, they're on edge. Well, they're social people. Uh, they're, they're social people. They're, they're interacting well, yeah, with their it's audiences. Not, it's, not just, the it's not just the social aspect. It's, it's being cut off from every sound that you, Daily every single sound, yeah. every they, single they sound is gone. That, that's because they don't know how to meditate. They don't know how I to switch off. They don't right, know how to ever. be in a room yeah. like that. I would love yeah. to spend yeah, the, the night yeah, in a room yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you, I, w- I would switch off. Thank you very much. Um, yeah. Go away. <laughs> Just go away. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, thank you very much. But uh, I've I've watched some people, they just go stir crazy in there because it's complete deprivation. And as you said, I mean, all you have, the only sounds you have is the sounds of your clothing and your body functions. That's it. I'd be taking a nap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you guys know. An endless, uh, an endless amount of that. I mean, those deprivation areas were basically um, designed and used to then break down and make a clean slate of you so they could really reprogram you yeah you guys know uh, like i said we're we're gonna have to jump out of here we're over on time but uh, you guys know that none of this is political right none of this is about ideology you guys understand that right no no no. it's for our own good well it is it is this is all about science uh and this is um this is <laughs> this is the uh u.s special presidential envoy uh for climate this is john Kerry. Um, it's not political. There's, there's no ideology in it. It's not a Republican, Democrat slash Tory labor issue. Uh, it's a universal issue defined by science. See, he, he said that it's, uh, it's not a political issue. It's not an ideology. On that point, on that, on that point can I actually, yeah, I mean, he says it's not liberal, it's not whatever, but um, somebody come up with a question about liberals. And I'd just like to say a couple of things and see if you think this is what a liberal is in the United States. You hate white men unless they're gay. You love black people as long as they're not conservative. For illegal immigration, you're in for it as long as they don't come across your front door. You want to ban guns, but you want your government to have them all. You hate capitalism, but you expect companies to change their logo for Pride Month. You hate slavery. So you hate the party who were created to abolish slavery, and yet you still say you hate slavery, but you align yourself with a party that was slavery. You don't recognize two genders, unless you're talking about hormones, of course. You hate American values, but yet you want to live there. And your party controls the House, the Senate, the presidency, and yet it's everybody else's fault what's going on. Does that sound about right? I can't think of a better way to put that. You're spot on. I would I would add I would add something to this because AOC just talked about this recently. Um, AOC, uh, uh, she's lovely. Um, (laughs) She said um, uh, she's uh, Hispanic. uh, Be careful. Be careful, because if you go too far with the criticism, you might just want to date her. Oh, no. No, no. Uh, <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, no criticism, actually. This is just pointing out her own statement, her own perspective. She was talking, uh, I think it was v- with Vogue or something like one of those types of magazines. In an interview, she was actually saying she was debating on actually marrying her current fiance. She was actually debating on that because he's a white dude and she's just not sure she's into interracial marriages. She's not sure that's for her. So, so she, yes, she's I giving agree. herself the choice. I agree. Others' choice. I agree with your statement there that they like POCs, people of color, as long as they tout the narrative they want, but they don't really want to have them interact in their lives. Oh yeah, it's all it's all about to point out that there's 
far too much hypocrisy going there, people. And it's about time you actually said, I'd like my choice back and make sensible choices for yourself and your families, really. But the, but they are. They're, they're on the side that's that's right and good. And <laughs> they're, they're the only ones helping people. Republicans don't care about people. They're not out there trying to actually no. help people and get... No. no. See, it's Democrats that are giving all the handouts and everything and enslaving you in that system. But yeah, yeah. Never trust a political party who gives too many handouts to anyone and everyone. We learned in this country when the Labour Party left that email behind and went, you're welcome to the parliament because we spent all the money. The best thing they can do, the best handout they can give, uh, in my opinion, any government, is get the hell out of the way. That's the best handout they can do. All right, we're going to have to end, gentlemen. It's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, Ned, I want to thank you for being here this evening. It's a pleasure, as always. We'll see you next week. For those of you who would like to send us some feedback, please do so anytime by sending us an email at dynamicpodcast at protonmail.com. Also, do you like the podcast you're listening to? We do love having you as a listener, and we would ask you to pass this along to five friends. If you know someone you're trying to wake up and get them to think on their own, we would appreciate it very much if you would send them our direction. As always, it's a pleasure, gentlemen. Thank you to all of the listeners. Everyone have a wonderful evening. Thank you.